This is Josephine from Soulfulness Coaching, and I want to get into a brief discussion regarding second chances. Now, some of us will give a man, you know, a second chance, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and it just goes on and on. And one thing that we don't realize is that sometimes a man is testing how far he can go with us. So if they know they can offend you and do something that they ought not do and you're so quick to forgive, then they'll see what else they can get. And then when you just keep on forgiving them, eventually they'll know they got you locked in. They know you're not going anywhere. And they know you're going to be a ride or die. And it's like, hmm, like, what is your BS tolerance level? Because some of us have a high BS tolerance level, and mine used to be extremely high. I had a high tolerance for crap and being disrespected, unfortunately. And that's not okay. We we should not even accept that. Not even a little bit. You know, there's a wise saying that goes, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, three times, four times, and shame on me for allowing you to continue. Now, I'm talking about big stuff because, you know, minor things like leaving the toilet seat up or, you know, I don't know. But, like, if they say they're going to do something and then don't do it, that's not okay. But some of us will we'll, we'll let stuff like that pass. We won't even say nothing about it or address it. A man that says he's going to call and then don't. We just let stuff slide. And... Some of our tolerance level for disrespect, rudeness, uh, not being a man of their word, some of our tolerance for these kind of things are extremely high. It's like we're willing to give a lot of this a pass just to have a man. And you're not going to be happy. If you accept the bare minimum, if you accept the bare minimum, and the man is not really trying at all. What makes you think he's going to do better? Some men know that all they have to do is buy you flowers for a big offense and you're good. You know? Some men know that you could be bought or just a simple expression or gift um, that's going to make you um, overlook their crap that they throw at you. And they know it. They know it. They know she ain't going nowhere. All I got to do is buy her this. All I have to do is, you know, tell I'm sorry and give her this. You know what I mean? Some men, they know. They know the triggers of their women. They know how to hit that soft spot so that you can be, you know, all forgiving and stuff like that. But why do we allow these things? Why do we allow ourselves to be disrespected? Because in these type of unions, you're never going to be quite happy. There may be, you know, some positives, but the negatives will be almost at a tie. 
like maybe 50% of your needs are met or 60 or 70. Some of us will settle for that. Okay, well, you know, he meets most of my needs, you know, he, you know, he does this for me, um, you know, or you're charmed by physical, um, you're charmed by, you know, physical activity and and physical satisfaction and all these things. And so that could keep us in too. I was in a five-year union, um, and, and mainly the only thing that was great was the physical, nothing more than that. He did not fulfill me emotionally or any of those things, like, you know, 90% of my needs were unmet, but because of the once in a while nice things he'd say or do, you know what I mean? I let that overcompensate for all the bad stuff, and I just roll with that. Self-deceit, deceive ourselves. I deceive myself into thinking he's this great man that loves me when I know darn well that wasn't quite true, you know? But some of us will do that. We have a high tolerance for crap, and that's unfortunately. We we need to um decrease our tolerance level we need to detox from crap and decrease our tolerance level for um disrespect and what i suggest for doing this is start journaling start journaling the offenses start journaling um how it makes you feel and what you would like instead and you can keep a measure on your happiness level. Because, like I said in a previous podcast, if you're spending so much time on a man that deep down inside you know is not right for you, you're delaying the right man. God is not going to send you the right one while you're caught up here with someone you ought not be with. But, um, you know... It's it's a it's an individual choice. It's a learning curve. And some of us, like myself, we have to just learn the hard way. We're just going to have to go through it. We're just going to have to reach our tolerance um, maximum, maximum tolerance level. Some of us has to reach that maximum tolerance level to where, okay, now, now he's gone too far. Like some of us... <laughs> have to reach that point before we're willing to consider ending things. We're afraid to walk away. And when a man knows you're afraid to walk away, he, he knows he got you. He knows he got you. And he's not he's not going to try to change very much because he already knows he got you. Or if he's a good narcissist or have narcissistic traits, he'll... um. He'll do things to try to fix stuff that you address. Um, you know what I mean? Just to keep you as a supply. I mean, but it's a learning curve. I, I recommend journaling. That has been um, very helpful in my journey of healing is writing it all down. And even when I was in an unhealthy union, me keeping notes of it, I could actually see where I was. I'm like, hmm, 
I don't like this one bit. And it's like I knew, like I, I'd record how I felt when certain things were done or said to me. I, I'd record my feelings on paper or my, you know, my computer journal or whatever. I'd write it all down and um, it kept me in touch with reality. That way I cannot lie to myself like I used to. And by acknowledging how I really felt, how they really made me feel, without trying to lie to myself and convince myself of how great they are, I can honestly see my true feelings as I write them and journal them and go back to them. So let's say let's say I was with someone I was unhappy with and they did something, said something to me that offended me. I write it down. Maybe a couple of days go by, they do something nice, and then I forget all about it. Well, Next week, when I return to my journal, I say, hmm, yeah, he did do that, didn't he? And then, you know, and you can see the pattern. You can see the pattern of offenses, you know. And what I would do is I'd weigh the good and the bad. And at one point, it was a tie. So, you know what that means? If it's a tie, if the good and the bad is a tie, that cancels everything out. That means, that means you it canceled. That means they don't have any good points at all. That means they're at a zero. If you weigh the pros and the cons of of a relationship or a man you're seeing, and it's a, it's a tie, it's really a zero. That means you don't have much to go by. That means it's it's a no. Let's say. Okay, 11 good, and then 10 bad. And then you just have that one. Some of us will hang up, hang on to that one. Well, he outweighs the bad by one. Some of us will hold on to that and ignore all the other stuff. And I'm not talking about little things. I'm talking about big things. And I'm, I'll give some examples. Like, hmm, let me go to my journal. Um, borrowing money, for example, borrowing money was, it was a deal breaker, but unfortunately at that time, my boundaries were very, they were very thin. They weren't strong as they should have been. And so because of my very weak boundaries, they were able to push past my 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 boundary of not loaning out money and he would push it over and over and over it it, it was um it was unfortunate so um i wind up you know i didn't recover any of that money that was borrowed for me um, he paid me back a little to borrow some more, pay me back a little, borrow some more. But yeah, my boundaries were weak. And so here, let me go over some of the, um, the cons that I ignored. Okay. He had anger issues, anything that go wrong, anything he'd go off. He couldn't handle dropping something, spilling something. He'd like, he go off because of that. Like he, he did not, uh, he, he wasn't able to handle life 
like anything uh ticks him off that that was not only was that a red flag but it was definitely a con you know but he's like yeah i'm going to therapy and blah 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 and so i kind of like hmm he's like yeah but i haven't uh, you know i haven't directed any anger towards you have i and my dad warned me that it will eventually go upon me he was right any man with any anger issues or temperament issues you see how they behave in public towards other people in their everyday lives if they just get mad over the slightest thing you can bet that eventually as time goes by they're eventually going to turn that anger towards you yes they will okay another con and i and i um i did this in a previous podcast he was not um very kind to my children he he was quick tempered with them too and that's a big no no but at that time i was in a place of still trying to heal i was still i was still healing from childhood wounds at that time and so my response was to freeze like I didn't react like I didn't know how to react in that situation when he was um you know going off at my kids right in front of me like I'd be there right next to my kids comforting them but at the same time I didn't know what to do um to the abuser you know what I mean? I didn't know how to react. It's like I went back to my child-like self where I couldn't react. But now, at an adult age, um, it's like I almost forgot that, hey, wait a minute. You don't need to, you know what I mean? I, I forgot that I could have told him off and told him, get, you know, to get to F off, in other words. I forgot that I had the ability to do that. But in that moment, I was like a 12-year-old all over again who couldn't do anything but just sit there and take whatever scolding was coming at me, okay? So here's another thing that was on my um, cons list. Uh, I wasn't certain of his ability to provide because he didn't demonstrate that he was responsible financially in his own life. He was a hot mess. And, you know, he he was from job to job. I mean, he definitely worked, but then when he had his money, he, he went broke immediately, like, after his paycheck. Like, his paycheck was gone the same day. Like, what are you doing with your money? He had an eviction notice that he didn't tell me about. Um, I'm like, wow, this guy, what is you doing? You're making all this money that you're bragging about, that you swear you're a great provider, but then you can't even provide in your own life? What? And then get this. This guy would, like, fall asleep, like, instantly. Like, he'd he'd be talking to you, and then while he's sitting up, he can just doze off and fall asleep. I'm like, wow, hmm, that's a problem. Whatever medical issue that may be, that's a problem because that means you can fall asleep at a job if you're too tired. That means you're just not, um, I don't, I don't think you're reliable. I don't, I don't know. I just didn't, I had a problem with that. Him falling asleep just out of nowhere. 
he could just fall asleep just like that and and not care. He fell asleep in my bathroom before. I'm like, well, this is weird. I'm not prepared to um to be a surrogate mother and care for a grown man because he have all these problems. You know what I mean? And so the list is long, you guys. I'm not going to go over all my cons lists, but at one point they tied each other and maybe the positive had one extra. Like I just mentioned previously, I held on to that one extra. Well, you know, the good does outweigh the bad. That that was my rationale, you guys. But when when you think about it, it's zero. It's really zero when it's a tie like that. And uh, and okay, you have one positive over the ten negatives. But you, if you look at the overall picture, it tells you how much they're wrong for you. You know what I mean? When you keep track like this, and with a man that's right for you, there's not going to be any of these huge um huge cons it's not going to be life altering things like this you know um you know he tried to rush moving into my place and and now I know why because he was he had an eviction notice he didn't tell me about um you know so things like that we 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 ignore these um not only are they red flags, but they're definitely things that you should be concerned and offended by. But all these second chances of of um, doing stuff that's rude. Even after I told him, I can't be loaning you money. He still would do it, but he'll act like... Uh, He'll say something like, oh, yeah, I hate borrowing from you because, you know, I'm, you know, I know I'm not supposed to be, you know, I, you know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to ask you. And, and, and he'll just do that like a couple of times, but then he'll still ask me in a way, you know. And at one point, it seemed like he felt entitled to it. And that's what narcissists do. They feel entitled to everything you have, all your resources. They have an entitlement attitude towards it. So anyway, I don't want to um keep this too long, but. Yeah, how many chances? How many chances do you think? Oh, don't don't get it twisted. Some people that um you know are into the Bible and scriptures, they'll use that Jesus said, uh, forgive seventy uh I think seventy times seven or something like that. They'll use that as their excuse to hold on to a man they shouldn't be holding on to. Don't don't go there. Because the uh, the scripture also says the heart is wicked above all who could know it. So we're not even supposed to um, we're not even supposed to like go along with our because our heart can deceive us. If we use our heart and not our logic thinking mind, it can deceive us because we're not looking at the overall picture. We're not looking at a person's character. We're not paying attention to any other things that will affect our lives in a potentially negative way. So first, second, third, fourth, sixth chances when it comes to how you're treated as a woman. That shouldn't even be, um, it shouldn't be that many uh, chances, you guys. 
Yeah, I, I'm. No one's perfect, but at the same time, if they're the right man for you, they're not going to continue to do things that's offensive. They're going to be considerate of your feelings. When you address a problem, they're going to be willing and able to take care of it right away. And it's going to be smooth sailing for the most part. They're not going to be all these that you have to keep forgiving them. They're not going to be cheating on you. They're not going to be lying to you about stuff. You're not going to catch them doing something they shouldn't be doing. That you need to give them all these chances. Because at one point, I believe like after the second forgiveness, after they do something rude and offensive, they just going to, um, they, they know they got you. They know you're desperate. They know you're not going to go anywhere. They know you could be bought with flowers or, or some type of expensive gift. And they're going to run with that. And then eventually, you'll probably get locked in. And then, then they'll unload their, their true selves. They got you now. You didn't sign the legal document. Yeah, y'all done got married. And now they got you. And then the veil falls off. That's kind of how it went for me. A little bit. A little bit. But I saw the red flags in the beginning. But I got married anyway. So that was kind of my fault. But then the veil did come off <laughs> after marriage. So, oh, you got to know the person you're with, people. Take your time and get to know a person. There's no hurry. There's no hurry because we, we make the biggest mistake when we rush into things. And I've learned from that the hard way, unfortunately. So now it's about take your sweet time and really get to know a person. So that's all for now. Um, let's stop giving all these, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances. Let's stop the high tolerance for crap. Let's lower our tolerance. Let's eliminate our tolerance for it. Let's cure the tolerance for it, you know? Let's have self-love and, and self-respect to that we're willing to walk away. And I'm not saying walk away from a good man. No, I'm talking about walk away from a man you know in your spirit that you shouldn't be with. And that is all. If you'd like to keep in touch, you're free to email me at soulfulnesscoaching at mail.com. That's soulful, F-U-L-L, misspelled on purpose. Or you can visit my website, soulfulnesscoaching.com, to schedule your free 30-minute session. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.